You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Star Dick and Skippy. He's Dick. I'm Skippy. It's bright and sunshiny outside. Going to get up to about 80 degrees. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Morning, Dick. Morning. I see you're jamming to the beat like I am. Did you see, have you ever seen the movie The Wedding Singer, Adam Sandler? Yes. Uh, the old lady at the end singing this song is yes. pretty darn funny. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is, uh, is it Wednesday or Thursday? It's Wednesday. Couldn't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday. feel like that camel in the commercial. Hey, what, what day is it? Dick, what day is it? But it is Wednesday. Halfway through with the work week. Uh, only two more days after this one of early voting. So get your early votes in. Go to mctx.org to find out where you can go. And yeah, vote. Listen to the music behind me. There's parts I, with headphones on you never appreciate when it's blasting out of your car uh, stereo. Now I can hear things I hadn't heard before. I hear everything. We know everything. So it be Wednesday. It be Wednesday. It be Wednesday. How was your night last night, Dick? Anything exciting happen? Uh, no, my computer crashed, so I was dealing with that. And outside of that, I've been trying to watch the movie Tiptoes. That I told you about oh, yeah. with Gary Oldman and mm-hmm. uh, his Oscar-worthy you know, nomination coming up this weekend, and uh, for the ticket sub because we're all reviewing the t- uh, all reviewing Tiptoes. If you have a chance, check it out. Tiptoes, the movie. I think it's like in the early two thousands. It has a great cast: uh, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Beckinsale, uh, Gary Oldman, and then uh, Patricia Arquette, and then uh, what's his name, Peter Dinklage, and stuff like okay. that. So it has a good cast in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't have time. I was literally, I was like booting it up, getting ready, and my computer goes, "Hey, hey, we're kind of working, but over here we don't want to work anymore." And then, then the dominoes fell, and uh, no, yeah. and I wish I was more. It reminded me of like I can't imagine what a mechanic's like for for vehicles because <laughs> you're sitting there and there's so many moving parts, and you're working on a car for a client, and then all of a sudden the domino effect happens. Oh, this thing stops working, and that causes this thing to stop working, and then it's like, okay, guys. What parts do we have here? <laughs> and then like, oh, we only have half of the parts. Like, well, crap. And so they have to order it. Now that's what I'm have to do. And luckily for me, my backup laptop is pretty pretty good. So I it didn't stop me from working, but I couldn't do the dual screen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So so is your the one that crashed? Is it still out for the count? Or no? Okay, no, it was just a hard drive failed. Okay. So. Always back up yourself. I wouldn't. Always. It's really not that bad. Like I, 
it's I just didn't have an extra hard drive that had Win. So Windows, see, Microsoft really screwed people over when they keep. I think it was around Windows Seven. Basically, what they did was, you know, when you bought a computer, they gave you a disk. Well, they no longer give you a disk, and so they require you to download the deal. Well, what's funny about it is you can't download it without a key. And the only way you can have a key is if you wrote it down. Or I mean, they kind of put it really on the user. And what's funny to me is I was like, how am I supposed to be able to download If I didn't have a laptop, I was like, how am I supposed to be able to download it if my computer's broken? I was like, that's what the <laughs> CD's for. Because you can start it up, put the right. CD in, it's like boot from CD. And I'm like, this is kind of... This is kind of like a, like a what do you call it a sneaky sneaky business tactic because right? I have no idea how normal people will do it because I know how I do it because I know what I'm doing in the sense of how the like, plebes do it how how those that that aren't really tech savvy because I actually have multiple versions of Windows on USB so I wasn't really like, like I said I'm not freaking out I just need a hard drive I just I wanted to so I had to order it but uh, I'm like man they didn't give you a CD, they didn't do anything. And I know Dell kind of does a good job where they put a sticker on your, your deal, but right. that sticker rubs off and then you're kind of <laughs> like, Hey, what do I do? That's why I take a photo uh, through, with my phone of like every serial number there is, or, or like on a Wi-Fi modem, you got the password. I'll just take those photos and, and have it to the side just in case. Yeah. Because you never know. Well, you know, it's much better than having a Mac. So that's that's I'm still in a better world. I've I've been both. I have swung both ways. Uh, back when I was a magazine editor, all they used were Macs, and they were the huge Macs that did yeah. awesome stuff. They look great, but they it after long term, they're like they're crap. It it was not user friendly at all. So I'm I'm Windows all the way. And uh, well, you know what's you know speaking of this, I don't know if we ever spoke about this, but there is uh, the gaming industry, the video game. Mm-hmm. Our computer game industry is under a lot of trouble right now. And this is what I love about business and about how capitalism really shifts certain businesses to that affects other businesses. So to give you an example of what's going on is graphic cards. You, you know what a graphics card is? So I, in computers, a big difference a lot of people don't realize is like, why is my computer so slow Like when I'm rendering video or doing anything that is, is a complex processing uh, program is sometimes those programs can use a graphics card. So if you buy a normal laptop, the way I tell people, like laptops from the price range of like 200 to 700 don't have a separate graphics card in the unit, unless you get a good deal, unless you know what you're buying. Right. So everything is dependent on your one little Intel Pentium processor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But other programs, like if you're doing videos, work so much better if they have a little graphics card to the side and it can pull all the stuff from there. Well, and same thing with video games. If you want to play a video game at better quality, you it's better to have a dedicated processor for it instead of the main processor for the whole computer. Well, what's happening now is these this this Bitcoin and this cryptocurrency world is the way people make money from it is doing the processing of exchanges since it's all computer processes. So if you buy something, if you exchange something using Bitcoin, somebody in the world is processing that thing for you. And the smart thing that people have done, and this kind of technology applies to the science field too, is instead of building these huge data centers, they let other people volunteer their equipment to process it. So I, myself, being a, a like a individual, could have my computer on, turn it on, start up a program, and it just sits there and process stuff for you. Well, in exchange, I get, you know, cents on the dollar or, you know, 
cents on a sense of a sense of a penny. Yeah, percentage of a bit of a piece. Yeah, so you can, I mean, you just let it sit there. So what people are doing now is they're going and buying all these graphics cards to do all the multiprocessing on one computer. So some computers can handle like two to three graphics cards. So they're buying two to three graphics cards for one computer, and they literally warehouse it out. So the prices of all these graphics cards are going up 40%, 60%. You can't even buy them. They're out of stock because people go to the store and go, give me Great, all of them. because I need one. <laughs> well, no, that's what's really funny. It's having a, it's causing a real issue for people who want to, you know, who are serious. You know, if I want to build a computer to do AutoCAD, which is a program for engineering and building and, like, doing 3D printing and all those, like, high-demand things, like, why can't I buy these graphics cards? Oh, because some guy's buying them all. And uh, it's become a kind of like a mini epidemic in the computer world. Wow. And uh, also what's funny is uh, it's causing fires and because people – Because you're, you're overclocking them, right? Well, no, you're just running them 24-7. So people are like setting up in, in coolers, like walk-in coolers or putting computers in there because it runs all day. And like one guy – to give you an idea, uh, there's a, there, they, uh, the Chronicle had a good article about it. This one guy was doing it, and he spent – I think he spent over like $30,000 on equipment and he's just now got where he's making uh, like 400 to $500 every two weeks, but it's going to create, it all depends on how the cryptocurrency is doing on the market. I wonder how, how what is the Bitcoin doing today? I'm going to look that up because I remember it hit 18,000 and people were, woohoo. Yeah. Well, I mean like, and that's how you make your money doing this because you get paid in Bitcoin. So imagine doing the penny on the dollars and all of a sudden Bitcoin shoots up, then you got your $400 turns into, you know, $4,000. But uh, it all depends on what are you looking at? Why Today's Bitcoin value is $10,539. So there Bitcoin. you go. So it's lost almost half. Well, no. Amount. Well, if you look at it from, if you look at the long term. Oh, yeah. But I mean, from not, that high. To me, it's not lost near right but yet a 52 week high it's like a stock value yeah. you know just one month ago it was eighteen thousand. now it's down to 10 but yeah i thought that was interesting very you, interesting you want to know a little bit about that and uh, welcome to mornings alone star we didn't do a proper intro sorry we're a little late today but uh we're gonna be here till 11 o'clock uh unfortunately jake won't be in today Aww. and uh so that means no jake from sports talk at noon today or one o'clock sorry or is it noon? I don't know anymore. I think he's noon. I, yeah, I always do that with this show. Uh, but uh, we're here. You can call in anytime, 936-647-3776. Uh, we know a lot of stuff. The rodeo started last night <laughs> with Garth Brooks. Uh, the Houston Dynamo returned to soccer on this weekend. And there's a bunch of cool events. Don't forget the uh, Woodlands Marathon is this weekend. Uh, so if you're going to be traveling around the Woodlands area, it's going to be chaotic. Or if you're running, good luck. Uh, but so that's just kind, of, kind of heads up on traffic and everything over there in the woodlands. But we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're on Facebook, Mornings Alone Star, all that good stuff. Let us know what's going on in your world. We love to talk about it. I don't. Uh, we don't really know what we're going to be talking about, do we, next, in the next segment? It's been a slow news day. I think uh, we can come up with some stuff. Or, as Dick said, if you want to add to the conversation or give us a topic, 936-647-3776. There you go. We'll be right back. I go do it, I go do it, do it, do it, and I'm here. 
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. On the wall, I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Hear me talk my checkbook, but it costs more money than a sucker could ever spend. But I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum from the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go, oh, hell, oh, hell, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, oh, Well, it's on and on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I said a M-A-S, a T-E-R, a G with a double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man. And welcome back. We are jamming to the beat. Okay, that's all I got there. My, uh... My skills, my music skills died with the disco era. It is 9.40 in the morning on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. It's currently 71 degrees outside, but Dick, it's going to get up to 80 degrees. Well, what? Uh, cloudy all day? Um, yeah, like all day. Maybe in the middle of the night, a little bit of rain. Yeah, so what happened to winter? It go bye-bye. But we are here in the studio. We're as cool as you need, need us to be for the topics. Topics can be as hot as you want. So we control the weather inside the studio and on your radio or computer. Hmm. It's really hard not to break into, uh, you know, white man's rap when I listen to this as I'm talking. I, I got I to gotta keep that going. Dick's uh, adding dance moves now. This is where we need... We need, like, one of those cams that just shows the whole studio all the time. I think we're working on it. Uh, that'd be great. little 360 thing. You, you could VR us. Yeah. Put, put a little 360 camera on the middle of the table here, and just you can look around, and you could be in the studio. So local stuff that's going on, uh, as I said, early voting is happening till Friday. If you're going to early vote, you got today, tomorrow, and Friday to do it. Otherwise, you got to wait till Election Day next Tuesday. And you better not, uh, you know, be in the polling lines by 7 p.m. or you won't be able to make it. So that's happening. Dick, what else is happening this weekend? You mentioned something earlier. The uh, Well, the opening of the Spelling Bee. The uh, uh, Spelling Bee, which will be... Uh, Over at the Owen Theater. That, Tickets are available. That's March the 9th. And we're going to have the director in the studio yeah. on Friday. Uh, we also, the Rising Stars and Legends coming up next weekend, right? That's right. That's going to be like a... A week-long deal, isn't it? Yes, uh, from March 4th through the 10th. Yeah, it's a big deal. Look it up online, Rising Stars of Te- and Legends of Texas. Uh, they have a website. They can kind of go over there. Hopefully, we can get a couple of those folks to come in 
but yeah, there's, there are a lot of events going on. And uh, like I said, the Dynamo opening season for the MLS is happening this weekend, which is exciting. And then, uh, of course, the rodeo. And some people aren't too pleased with the rodeo right now. Really? Why is that? Well, because the, the Garth Brooks, you know, he opened up the, yeah. the first and he's going to open up the last show. Well, everyone with their tickets, everything's electronic now. Well, the electronics on site couldn't handle the task. They kept on, I don't know if they crashed or just couldn't keep up. So it got to where all the ticket takers had to manually verify, visually verify each ticket. So they had to like, there was a, speak out the number that's like 20 yeah, numbers long? Yeah, it's like log jam. People, I, I saw Facebook kind of blowing up with friends were going, I've been waiting in line for two hours. And yeah, I, I kind of feel, <laughs> feel sad for them. It's kind of like going to the local grocery store and you have your young person who's used to just scanning and having the computer do everything. And let's say they lose power to where this person is now expected to to do the old grocery store, you know, adding in the tax yeah. and, and figuring out the change. It would it would take eight times as long just because of that, because everyone's used to that. Beep. OK, you're through. Beep. You're well, through. you know, I always wondered, you know, Amazon's doing that new deal where they bought Whole Foods and they plan on their doing research to the point where you literally can go in, grab your food and walk out. That's what they're, I'm talking about the process. Like there is no mm-hmm. checkout. And so what would happen if that goes down and you're kind of like... A glitch, a crash, a... a well, know. no, I know they probably have to close down. Because I don't think they probably would physically build... Do you think they physically build checkouts for backup? I would presume they'd have something because this whole walking in and walking out. Think of the legal aspect. Let's say... I wonder how they do the, the weight, though. Like how many bananas and stuff? Yeah. They would have to tag each item. Individually, like yeah, literally. like each, each banana in a bunch. Yeah. Or well, no, but I bet what they'll probably end up doing is like if you go to the produce section, there's an entrance. And then when you're exiting the produce, you put the bag before you leave the produce section, you put the bag of produce and then it measures it while you're and then basically. I mean, I imagine that's how that's very it. likely. But to me, that kind of feels like the <laughs> it's making it. A lot of grief and extra steps just so you can walk out with your pockets full of clothes, uh, full of produce legally. What's wrong with just going to your own self-checkout? Which was, you know, the, the, the last step, the previous one. And I fought that for the longest time. Well, you know, it, well, but I like it now. Well, unfortunately for the dynamic of people is the self-checkout works for those who are like to me, if you buy like a six pack. Or buy a steak. Yeah, I got milk, bread. And you literally, it's for basket people. Yeah. In my mind, it's like you literally have the hey, carry basket. Well, you've seen the, the people but who bring the, the full yeah, the carts full. and they get the, the dirty eyes. Well, you know everyone. what they could do? They should just make it uh, kind of like the saloon doors where mm-hmm. you can't bring a cart in. Ooh, that would work. So. But again, that's just adding extra steps to save steps. Well, no, I think it's it's for those who don't want to wait in line. And they don't have that much time. I mean, you're talking about getting in and getting out. I think also the main reason why we wait in line is every grocery store around has like 10, 12, 14 aisles, but only two of them are open at any given moment. Is there like a supermarket week or something that they expect to fill all of that? Even, I mean, you would think uh, Thanksgiving, the week leading up to Thanksgiving, possibly week leading up to Super Bowl. That would be like the two big ones. Christmas time, Halloween, and the candy aisle. But, yeah, even when it's packed, you know, they'll, they'll say, uh, check out 
help in the front, please. And another person shows up, you still have nine of them closed down. <laughs> so that's new stores that probably will be the new, new dynamic is fewer checkouts. You don't, you know, you don't need more than. Well, five no, or I, six. I think the Amazon's on something where you literally walk in and walk out, and there might be certain items that you require, like propane, for example. You can't just walk in and walk out with propane. <laughs> but they have to still have to lock it up or whatever, and, right? And, uh, like have a human. You have like a, a little card. I've, I've seen it's like on a, that Costco or something that you don't get necessarily get the item. You take a card. Yeah, and they you hand it to somebody, and they'll yeah. run and go get it. They'll get and, it for you. I mean, I, but. I think for the day-to-day, because, you know, we talked about how in the United Kingdom, people shop, grocery shop, for one to three days worth right. of food. I grew up in a house where we probably had, you know, if it became the apocalypse, we'd have about a week to two weeks of food for eight people. And because we had, you know, six kids and then parents. Right. So <laughs> I would say the average American maybe then, based off that, like two weeks yeah, I think when you go to the store, although I have noticed people a lot more like me because I do European style. I'll, I'll shop for either what I need that night, the next day. Do you ever day. use the roller basket? Right. I frequently go for the smaller one. But you still use a roller oh, basket? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. It's uh, because— so is it because you buy 30 packs of beer? You have no proof of For that. the hotel and, room? And, and there are 24 packs. I'm just, there are 24 beers in a case and 24 oh, hey. hours in a day, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm just saying. Okay. But uh, I was saying, uh, side sidetrack real quick. We uh-huh. got to take a break because okay. I, I want to propose a question. But after this, real quick, you've been living in the hotel room for a year, right? <laughs> Pretty much. How do you think the transition is going to be going back to normal? A sense of in your house, like you don't have the maid, you can't, you have to take out your own trash now. You got to, you know, the toilet paper has to be bought by you. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Do you think it's going to be a hard transition? On some levels, yes, but on most of the levels, I'd have to say no because I finally get to buy my toilet paper, the one that I like. I'm surprised you haven't already. It, it's been known to happen. Um, I, I don't believe in single ply, <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, it'll be an adjustment, but just to be able to sit back you know, in, in my office and, and do some work, where while Mrs. Skippy is in the TV room or I'm cooking dinner while she's in her sewing room, you, you know, it'll be nice to get back home, but it will be an adjustment. And I know that uh, Randall's and Kroger's will love me because I rarely shop there. And they've oh, wondered geez. what's gone. I went to Randall's the other night and they're like, we haven't, we thought you were sick because <laughs> I just hadn't been there. And I, I was the guy who'd be there every two or three days with yeah. a gallon of milk or a loaf of bread. So I, I want my home back. You mean you consume a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk in three days? You betcha. I love milk. Makes milk does a body good. And look at this You're body. You're Lone Star. But no, leading off to this, I wanted to talk when we come back in, in, uh, in length. So I want the audience to get involved. 936-647-3776. It seems that the uh, Parkland, we're in Florida, the father who had their son go on CNN and claimed CNN doctor, you know, made them change the name and all, or the question and all that controversy. Mm-hmm. Well, he admits to doctoring the email. So it's out. He admits that he lied. And he, uh, I, want, I, I don't want to talk about that specifically. I kind of want to talk about when you become that, you know, that very famous line of the Batman world where you become the villain. How long does it take for you to become the villain? Right. When Two-Face was telling him that. 
Uh, but we'll talk about that when we come back here on Mornings Alone Star. So stick around. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to 9.52 in the morning on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. It's uh, the weather outside is still trying to figure out what it wants to do, but it is creeping up to 80 degrees outside. We're layers today. We are sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. So the uh, two ladies outside our window, make sure you visit our sponsors and let, let them know that their sponsorship money is going for a worthy cause. That's right. We're talking about you. No, they're deep in conversation. <laughs> they are way deep in conversation. Bang on the window next. Hey, hey, listen to us. Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. We uh, kind of teased the last segment talking about the Parkland father who admitted doctoring the CNN email. Um, but not necessarily talking about that. But what I was thinking about is the thought process of this whole fake news argument that's been going on for the past two years, which, you know, I'm, I'm so glad the word was coined because it's probably been happening for a while. But with the fact that this guy went through the process of going, let me just, and he just changed the line in the email. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he completely rewrote the email. You know, like using curse words or anything. He just took out two words. And I'm like, why would you, I mean, why would you do that without knowing that you might get caught? Yeah, it was, it was dumb. Well, I mean, it's, it it will, it's similar to, if you remember during the election when WikiLeaks started uh, releasing those emails and stuff like that, you never heard the narrative. Those are wrong. Those are fake. They're doctored. You know, I'm talking like that never dominated the conversation because that's like, you know, everyone tells you deny, deny, deny. Right. And I'm like, okay, so clearly there's a way to make sure emails, you can see if they're compromised or not. And then especially this dad who did this, it's almost like he goes, I need to get on TV and really bash this, the CNN people because they suck, they're fake news, whatever. 
But then he became fake news. To expose the fake news, you so must you become, become the, the fake, fake news. I mean, it, it is it will. And then what I'm kind of going with this topic, and I would love for, uh, people who are listening to call in 936-647-3776 or, or message on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, those are 24-7 contacts. Uh, what's What I think about is that I can see on a grand scale for uh, nationwide media having this kind of consequence. But do you think this happens locally? Do you think the the fake news narrative or the uh, – I wouldn't say – I would say more of it's like the bias narrative mm-hmm. is here in the community? Yeah, but on a much uh, more local scale, I think the size of the media outlet or the person's reach has a direct relevance. Uh, we were talking the other day about how the local newspaper endorses – local candidates and they may the, the, you know the courier may also endorse presidential candidates but the reach of the courier and i mean no disrespect but i don't think anyone's going to change their presidential vote based on the courier's endorsement but for county judge uh county commissioner uh the city controller you know something like that i think a local endorsement would go far because of the, but the, the, again, the the courier will have their favorites and the non favorites. And what if you're not an endorsee, and then the courier decides to write a story about you? And I'm saying the courier just because it's a local paper. It could be the Chronicle. It could be Fort Bend News for all I care. But whatever the local outlet is, if they endorse someone, then it stands to reason that a majority of supposedly objective articles written will be slanted towards that person and away from the one they're not endorsing. Well, and especially with, and you could correct me if I'm wrong about the history of journalism, because you've been involved with publications and things like that for a while. When did the opinion pieces become page one, page two, opposed, you know, if, if that makes sense to you, like, because a lot of the things being shared on social media, a lot of things being reported, they're usually, if you look at, like, the little, uh, you know, the, the little th- tag at the top or the bottom, it says opinion. And I'm like, and I feel like a lot of people read those articles either through social media, like, oh, this is like a report. And it's when they realized they could push an agenda. And uh, it's always been there. We talked to, uh, actually it was Rick, I think, and I talking last week about the Hearst publications. That's what caused the whole uh, illegal, you know, marijuana reefer madness because William Randolph Hearst had the trees which was turned into pulp to make newspapers. Hemp was coming along and threatened his livelihood. So he used all of his newspapers to come up with the whole reefer madness. Hemp equaled marijuana, equaled cannibalistic murderers. And it was very effective. So it's always been there. But it's become more overt now that that was with a a flat-out agenda of one, you know, the leader of that corporation. I think that's what we're having now, where you have front-page headlines that are opinion pieces and the opinions, the op-ed page seems to only be for letters to the editor, which, you know, for every pro person, this will have a con person that, and a guest columnist. I actually had a friend uh, on Facebook this morning posted something and I'm going to try to look it up so I can and get it uh, accurate. But he raised such a wonderful, wonderful point. He said, um, effectively, if you have a headline that includes the words can, should, may, might, 
then it's not a it's not a news story. It's an opinion piece, and it's lazy journalism. And I have to one hundred percent agree with with how he phrased that. Think of how many headlines we say how you know global warming may kill your kids. How uh, you know guns might be responsible for three billion murders a year. You know it's it's lazy journalism. Well, I mean, did, in the news world, does that come down to the editor who gets to choose the headlines and then they basically say, hey, you fill in the story, but we make the headlines? Yeah. In, in a sense. So it's it's whoever's the, the boss of like the little little underlings. Well, you saw with the original Weinstein story was several years ago, the editor killed it. The, the reporter had sources verified and, and stories and the timeline and, and smoking gun evidence and the editor got under apparently uh, under pressure from outside sources, killed the story. Nowadays, what would happen is that same reporter would take that and say, and, and go to the competitor across the street. Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of movie plots in there because you watch anything that has to do with journalists. It's like, oh, I got this story killed, but I'm going to release it on the net as another name, and it's going to start you know, speculation or get the ball rolling. And well, what the major publications have been relying on is that, well, the net is, is a pretend outlet, but it's becoming more and more real. You know? Well, I, yeah, I think it's going hand in hand with the opinion piece and then hand in hand with proper journalism, because, you know, to me in our generation, my generation, maybe before and after me, no one gets the paper. No one reads Newsweek. No one, like, I don't know anybody that subscribes to any of that stuff where they get their news. Really, they get their news from social media in a sense of it's relayed. It's not from one source that does all these publications. It's, they go to one source that shares everything across the board. So I don't know how, besides ads and things, you make money. But, uh, but yeah, it is a time for if you want to be a journalist, that's what you also have to do, like, jack of all trades. I think the new the new journalists, and to me, or tomorrow's journalists in a sense, will be those who are able to go on camera, those who are able to create their own brand, and those who are able to continue that brand for a long time to become the next Walter Cronkite. I think we're going to get a couple who die out or make a mistake or get fired because they made a controversial claim or something like that. But Do you think there will be backlash of it? Because think about we were talking about the Olympics. Well, earlier. think about what's who uh, was it Dan Rather or was it uh, Brian Williams who got caught? Yes, both of them. But, but Dan Rather made up the whole Bush Jr. Uh, lied on his war record, and Brian Williams uh, I can't remember what he lied about. But yeah, these were flat out and, and and that's what happens. Like you get to that point where you're supposed to be a journalist. But to me, those dudes weren't journalists. Those dudes were just talking heads. Someone else was doing the groundwork, and then they gave it to them. Well, it's, it's no more journalism. It's it's interns giving it to the talent. Yes. And then especially with—and that's what I'm saying. The new, the new journalist will be the person who does the opt-in piece, who sits there, does everything, makes the phone calls, does the source check, and then goes on Fox News or CNN or wherever has a big—wherever you can get your word out either on YouTube or whoever, but that's what they do. They represent the story and they'll stick and buy it. Do you think those who do accidentally or on purpose promote something, a false narrative, they don't seem to be getting properly spanked, even down to Katie Couric talking about a country. You know, it was, it was stupid, but it was flat out wrong, and, and any Cub reporter would have been well, fired. But I also think the media is in a 
spiral, not necessarily downwards, but like the income of the money and then managing the new frontier of media, no one knows, no one's struck gold yet. And that's why, you know, in the past 100 years, newspapers are buying up other newspapers because, case in point, the courier. Like, they're just buying that because maybe that's the next stage is local papers. Because, you know, no one knows the evolution of, of how to tell the news. Right. The, and these separate papers have now become the neighborhood papers of the Houston Chronicle. The Wood, uh, and the Houston Chronicle has now become a paper of... The Hearst Corporation. Yeah, the Hearst Corporation. So, <laughs> the same Hearst Corporation that took over the yeah, and, narrative. And I think it's also where the audience is because now, you know, the generation shifts are so by, are so individual now in a sense of, well, my nieces are going to be drastically different from me. And my kids are going to be completely dr- like drastically from them. So, but in the past 80 years, it wasn't like that. There was a good, you had one to three generations of the same thing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And you, you follow that, and then it, you're able to build something long-term because you know what the next generation is going to do. Like, for example, newspapers but were around for a couple generations, so that's how we told the news. But now it's changing every time, and no one can really pinpoint where we can either, A, make money, or, uh, hey, guys... And then uh, that threw me off. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> you were on a roll, too, man. You were winning me but over. That's the way I see the next the tomorrow's journalist being because there is going to be an accountability, an expectation of accountability. So when you see this guy, a talking head, that talking head wrote and they're doing the research themselves. And hopefully they'll be better prepared because I think a lot of people are going to YouTube and finding these controversial subjects being covered by intellectuals instead of oh, hey, what is Brian Gumble or whoever, what's he, what's he saying today? Because I really care about it. No one's doing that anymore, like our age. Like, no one, we don't have a Walter Cronkite. They try to do that now with late-night shows. Well, that's, that's they've they, become they, a new they, they, one. They, they, well, they try to, that's like the, the way the media, like NBC, can deliver that kind of thought to a younger audience. But people still don't buy it. Like, our, we're not, we don't care. I think John Oliver might be, or the John Stewart of the world oh, might be. Oh, that's who started it, but more and more people's started to take his satirical pieces as real news and he would have to go out and say no this is this is fake this didn't really happen well you know it it was funny is i listen to a lot of podcasts of other people who do long long form interviews and speaking of which we'll kind of talk about that when we come back after this song break uh really the argument against that is i think a lot of people especially like a platform like this they don't realize what you can influence and there is accountability to it and even if you're trying to say i'm a comedian you still got to take. You still got to be accountable for what you're saying to a public. Right now, if it was in a private scenario, I can understand. Like, oh, there's not that much pressure on it. But if I if I have a mic that speaks to two million people, then you got to understand that what you say can have an influence on somebody. Right. Hey, the conversation is starting. It's going to keep on going. We're already getting listener uh, responses. You can call break. in nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. Uh, it's a message line, so leave a message, or you can Facebook us at Mornings with Lone Star. We love our listeners, so we'd love to hear from you. We are going to take a music break, and if you have a song request on the side, let us know, and we can maybe squeeze it in for this next hour on Mornings with Lone Star. So stick around. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. 
Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. That was a good music break. We've been jiving out. 936-647-3776. We had a user on Facebook message us. And they were asking a really good question because we're talking about, you know, uh, from the top when it comes to news media or any type of journalistic integrity, what do you do when money is exchanged hands? A money is exchanged hands or, you know, who are you promoting? When, what kind of displacement? Well, one of the thing, one of the questions was, uh, I'm not, oh, yeah, sorry, I clicked off. I don't know why I did that. But uh, man, Facebook is just a mess. One <laughs> second. Let me look. I don't, I don't want to get the question wrong. Um so the question, can you look it up real quick? Yeah, I think I got it right here. Because uh, it keeps taking me back to my personal. <laughs> oh, great. Um, basically, uh, it's off my phone, but I remember enough to say, would, would we hesitate to broadcast an anti-City of Conroe piece because City of Conroe does support Lone Star Community Radio? Yes, uh, that is the question. Uh, really? uh, pretty much I got it verbatim, but hopefully it's close enough. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to find this out, why this is not working. But, uh, it's a conspiracy. But it doesn't mean you can't still message us. <laughs> oh, where is it? Send us a new message and it'll pop up. <laughs> hold on, let me see if... I, I don't know. But basically to answer the question is... It depends because we're not, a, we're not in a sense of a news organization. Like, I don't have... Uh, Lone Star doesn't have uh, journalists making these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would I turn off the mic if somebody was saying something like now? Right. Let's say that Skippy went on a rant. Let's say I got too many parking tickets. Yeah. And I started going on the air ranting about it. Uh, the city of Conroe, they're just, you know, they're on the take. They're, you know, they're, they're mafiosa. Uh, what would happen realistically if I did that besides me not coming back to work the next day? Uh, would you would you turn it off? Would you go interesting point, uh, Skippy? If you have any opposing views, call us at this number. Well, the only the only thing I really ask anybody that's a host or any way involved with Lone Star is to be a representative of of integrity. So if you're going to say these things, have sources, back up your opinions because you got to be prepared to defend yourself. And I kind of encourage everyone who's part of Lone Star to have that mentality because. You know, 
it's it, you it's it's okay to get emotional about things it's okay to outlash lash out at people because it's just that's who we are we're human but i think uh the station itself is representative we just we just want to have a platform where people can conversate about issues that they're important to them Absolutely. so to answer it in a simple term no we wouldn't we wouldn't forbid it we, yeah, there would be no real hesitation. If, now, if there was a hard-hitting article where, let's say, City of Conroe, there was a corruption issue or something, you know, something like that, that we felt was worth discussion, we absolutely would put it on. Um, we try, and especially, you know, obviously I'm right-leaning, but I try to be as, as balanced as possible in giving both sides. I'll frequently be the first one to say they're idiots on both sides of the aisle. Uh, if, uh, you know, we could take another, so let's say we had a new sponsor, who sponsored us for a while, gave us money, let the show go on, and then we found out this sponsor had a, a criminal charges pending of, of the most heinous kind. I believe we would not hesitate in no longer taking that person's money or at least putting it on hold until the legal recourses ran. There. You know, just because somebody's accused of something doesn't mean they're, you know. Well, I think that's also, uh, to, to bridge the, I hope they answer the question for a listener. Would that answer? Hopefully think? so. If not, he'll Message let us know. us, yeah, let us know. Uh, <laughs> Well, what, to bridge that, it's similar to why I'm kind of astonished that companies today making public social media proclamations almost like we will no longer do the NRA or we will no longer, for example, you were saying Dick Sporting Dick's Goods, Sporting Goods made a out. public announcement mm-hmm. saying they're going to they're not going to they're going to stop selling assault weapons. Well, here's in the their thing: store. they already did they, for a long time, but now they're saying they own something like Field and Stream or Track and Field, some other store that they're saying. We already haven't been selling these weapons. We just want to remind you. We want to remind you, and that they're not going to be at these other stores either. So what's interesting to me, and right when I read that, you, you clearly they want to put inspire people to do something about it. Either mm-hmm. A, oh, I boycott the store, or B, I want to go to that store. But unfortunately, for if they're a publicly traded company, I bet someone's going to get yelled at. Because these type of decisions never go the right way long term. Because now, there will be a paradigm shift, uh, as you pointed out, with them saying we're not going to sell. Now, my only real issue with this is that they say we're not going to sell assault re- weapons. An assault weapon—that's a media term. An assault rifle is literally a hunting rifle that just looks scarier. It's, it, there's nothing different about what it can shoot. Well, I think that's also they're placating to the like, the, the public's lack of knowledge that, that's, uh, or that's education my, on that's it. My Which, I mean, that's fine. Like, oh, I don't want an all-metal gun. If it has a wood stock, it's not an assault weapon. You know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you're looking at it as a business perspective. You're, alien- you're potentially alienated a, a customer while placating to another customer who wasn't already in the store thinking about buying said item. So I guess what they're hoping for is the people who truly believe that if you don't sell an assault weapon in your store, I'm going to visit your store now. Well, I think regardless, the person who was going to come is thinking about buying it first. And if they don't have it, they're like, oh, too bad. You know, like, I'm off but now it. that I know they're making a point not to sell it to me, more likely that person's never going to go back to that store while the other person who they're trying to yeah, there are PC people who would not buy a anything a, a rifle to begin with. So they haven't. So they may gain some people going. I have lots of friends on the left today going. I'm going to go to Dick's today and buy something. Absolutely, buy a tracksuit, buy a basketball, buy a one hockey time, puck. one time buyer, and that's it. And then that's it. And so uh, now, comparably, sort of a CVS last year, I believe, uh, made a very, very, very bold business decision. 
to no longer sell tobacco products. And, and so behind the countertop, uh, where the cigarettes and tobacco products used to be, are now the Nicorettes, you know, the gums now, and stuff. This is what I'm curious. When did they make that announcement? Do you know? I believe it was about a year ago. It's been about a year since this went down. Okay. So a year ago, so it's uh, February 28th, 2017. I'm looking this up right now uh, on the stock price. I'm going to gauge everything by stock price. So a year ago, boop, 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 boop. it really is a year ago. Look at that. It's, was uh, that close? Well, a year ago it was at $80.58. Dollars. Yeah, February 5th is today, when announced. It's sixty-eight point twelve. Not bad. There's been you know a twenty percent drop. Actually, that's pretty bad. Uh, if well, you're look, if you're looking at the annual yield, like to be on your sock guys, you, like, you got to look at the two-year trend though. So look at the two-year trend on it because everyone's got good years and bad years. Yeah, it's it's gone down. And well, of course, and they have because now anyone buying cigarettes won't go there, and those who would buy incidental products to go with it. So like to, to, my, give, to give you an idea, February 28, 2016, was at 97. Okay. So it's, and that was actually a bump from the the market going, hey, bold, bold move. So you get a stock bump. So it has gone down about 25%. Uh, it, it hurts a bit, but they're still in business. I don't think they're in danger of going bankrupt. It was bold because you have a direct competitor. Walgreens still sells tobacco products. Uh, Rite Aid or the other one, I think the other one's coming up. So, because when you go to the store to buy cigarettes, you frequently also buy, oh, while I'm here, let me get this or that or check out this sold on TV aisle. But the cigarettes alone, think about the, well, my mother buys cigarettes. She has a special deal. uh, Walgreens has a special deal where she buys three packs for only $25. Wow. I mean, I, I quit smoking just in time. I quit smoking about 15 years ago. And it was right after that, the prices went up. Think about the income that's no longer coming into CVS because cigarettes are expensive. They're like seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve bucks a pack nowadays, and so you're losing that revenue. Plus, the the incidentals that would go with it. My mother goes in to buy cigarettes. She also buys food, candy, magazines, books, uh, and also a medicine. Well, again, with the the assault weapon deal. You're you're basically looking at uh, losing a potential sale, and then things that go with it. And an expensive sale. It's not like saying a basketball for ten bucks. I mean, this is a multi hundred dollar. So it would be dollars. it'd be interesting to see, especially having morals in a company. I think I see no problem with making the declaration, but I just the only problem I see with it is on a business. And it's not like was, was it knee jerk? Right? Do you think it was a knee jerk reaction, or were they like, okay, we've been talking about this. It's time to pardon the pun, pull the trigger and do it. Well, it's almost as if. They want to be able to pull this card out in the future saying, oh, remember when we did this because we, we were on the right side of history kind mm-hmm. of thing. But also, you know, if you're trying to lead the pack saying, hey, we should instead of waiting on Congress or something to make a decision on assault weapons, maybe the capital side of the world or capitalism side of the world should be able to snuff it out. Yeah. And money does talk. Actually, but, to go back to our listener question where, you know, he kind of raised that point. It's like, you know, money talks. I remember the old days of Randall's when the Onsteads owned it. It was Randall Onsted. And the child, I think Randall's was named after the child who was killed in a drunk driving accident. And so for the longest time, Randall's did not sell beer or wine. It was a corporate family-based corporate philosophy. Then, of course, the whole Tom Thumb chain bought it out. So you have Randall's and Tom Thumb and Albertsons. They're all one, and I think even part of the Safeway uh, family. Now you can buy it. I don't think anyone is 
oh, you sold out to the man. That didn't hurt them so much, and it increased revenue for beer and wine sales. But money does talk over a, you know, a family or a personal philosophy. <clears throat> and in today's corporate world, I'm mean, just kind of taking it to the next step. Well, I mean, that's, holding on to corporate philosophy, would, would that mess you up? Look at Hobby Lobby, who yeah, was very they, firm about the healthcare issue. And they stood by it, and they got savaged by a lot of people. But you know, or the Chick Fil A's, or I'm gonna we're gonna close on Sunday for this and that. They, you know, they're they're treated with derision, but they're staying true to it. Would Chick Fil A, if they decided to start opening up on Sundays, what do you think would happen to them? They would, people would still go. They have a good product. Well, they'd have a good product, but they'd lose their core because even to own a Chick Fil A, you got to go through a rigorous background track check well, I mean, that is religious outside based. of the sunday deal you can't argue that they aren't efficient when you go to every store you're like it's a zoo mm-hmm. but somehow the zoo works well the boycotts against chick-fil-a have nothing to do with the the, the taste or you know the the fact that chickens are killed for them it's their religious stance that's who boycotts chick-fil-a and hobby lobby not because of their prices not because people aren't paid a decent wage it's because you have a religious philosophy that I don't agree with from no, the boycott. I, I would I would say if Chick Fil A opened up on Sundays, more people would be happy than than sad, because I cannot tell you how many times where I was like, you know what, that sounds like I could stop by Chick Fil A, and then it's like, oh, it's Sunday. I would be sad personally. It's uh, well, I mean, because you lose that staple. But I think long term, when people are normally going to Chick Fil A, because Chick Fil A is a good restaurant, fast food wise, and mm-hmm. people, like, people will go there. Now, to go there because they share the same religious belief as you, I mean, I don't, if we lived in a world like that, that would be insanity where everyone was doing that. But, uh, but it's probably a smart move on them because it's part of, in the sense of their core, it, when I know that, it's written basically saying they believe they're employees. It isn't about them as their belief almost. It's almost they, it's the same level as they believe their employees should always have that day off mm-hmm. or a day off. And that's a funny thing because uh, in the Judaic tradition, you know, the Jews, the Sabbath, you know, you mm-hmm. can't. And it's never been sneered at, looked down upon or frowned upon or, oh, you you're have a mental illness because you believe that. I personally would be sad if Chick-fil-A kind of sold out and, and did that. I don't necessarily agree with everything Chick-fil-A. Well, I think their workers would be upset. Yeah, we had our Sundays. Oh, well, I've been working here for 30 years. I'm used to not having to. <laughs> what do you mean I got to come out on Sunday? So, there you go. All right. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. It is 10.30. We're going to be taking a music break. I hope you guys are doing okay. We'll be back right after this. So stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net. 
or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. Hanging out in the studio downtown Conroe. Hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful Wednesday. Just to kind of wrap up the show here, we got a couple more segments here on Mornings with Lone Star. Don't forget we podcast every show on iTunes, Google Play, and also IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. Uh, if you visit us there, that's usually where we post it, so you can listen if you're just not joining in. We're brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors of Conroe. Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank Ooh, you to those guys. Yummy international flavor of Conroe yeah. Coffee. Asian and English all mixed into one big American melting pot of yumminess in my tummy. Okay. Thank I you. I just thought I'd throw that out there. New slogan, yumminess in my tummy. Coffee brings the world together. Well, we had a good discussion about you know how local news, world news, is all kind of being influenced by something, uh, mm-hmm. and there's we kind of agree there's a bias no matter really what angle you're going at. It all derived from the CNN report of the doctored email that the uh, father tried to accuse CNN of doing, but then it turned out he lied and changed the email. Um, and I think it was just so unnecessary. Like I said, like if you're trying to push a narrative, you became the narrative in the sense of. And fake it just, news. He became fake news himself. Again, so. yeah, it's like someone who falsely accuses a you know, Me Too movement person, if it's proven that they're lying, that could bring down the whole house of cards. And it's don't do it. Uh, we were starting to talk about off air. Uh, there was this TV show called The Shield about a corrupt cop. And uh, near the end of the series, a good cop comes on to, you know, uh, internal affairs tries to bring him down, and the corrupt cop just apparently is Teflon, gets away with everything. So the good cop, desperate to, to catch the bad cop, plants evidence on him. Yeah, and then it screws and everything he, up. Well, he gets caught. He's the one that goes to jail, and he's screaming at everyone, I did it because that's the only way to catch this guy. And it's, it's sad to watch, but it was well, inevitable. I mean, would you agree with that kind of same way? Everyone has their day in court kind of thing where, you know, if people are being bad or people are— inherently evil it's going to happen one way or another it's going to come back and get them i do believe in karma but i do believe that someone can do a lot of damage before karma catches up with them i just saw as a sad headline um two ms13 gang members were uh in a in a court hearing to discuss if they should be actually get the death penalty for the the people that they killed and they're laughing and joking uh, about it, they have no moral qualms whatsoever about what mm-hmm. they've done or what's what's going to happen to them, and that's sad. I'd like to think karma will will catch up with them someday, but 
in the meantime, people have died as a result of these two people, or allegedly mm -hmm. died. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I had the thought, and I kind of went out my other ear, but I, I do agree with you. Well, I mean, especially with, you know, you're, say you're this dad and you have this opportunity to go, like, you know, they're asking your son, this horrible tragedy happened, and for some reason you'd rather hate on a news organization than kind of talk about what you, like, maybe the ultimate goal is we need to talk about gun control or whatever. And he also brought his son into it. See, that's yeah. what's kind of unforgivable for I me. Mean, if he'd done it himself. That's kind of a dirtbag move, man. Yeah, exactly. So I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of fun headlines to talk about. Okay. Uh, we, got, we got really deep and good conversations today. Great back and forth, but we can keep it going. So there's this, uh, in Illinois, there's a candidate for the Democratic congressional seat. Okay. Uh, so he's running against the Democratic Where? incumbent in Illinois, okay. Chicago area. And there's a, an incumbent Democrat already, but he's the guy's running against him. His name is Benjamin Thomas Wolf. And he's wanting to be known as the the uh, cannabis candidate, or a cannabis congressman. And he actually had a commercial where he smoked a joint on, in the commercial. And he's going out there saying, yeah, I broke the law. I think it's civil disobedience. If I get elected, I will get high, absolutely, the day I, I take office. He's, he's trying to open the conversation, but he's doing a political ad where he's flat out breaking the law. Is this going to bite him or help him? What do you think? I mean, I, th this is also similar uh, to the DACA deal, I feel like, in a sense of there's not a final solution mm -hmm. to it been introduced yet. So it, that's up in the air. I think a lot of things is like depending on who's who's in a bad mood that day or who's in charge <laughs> of the police department or, or anything like that, then, um, I mean, it just comes down to the unique scenario. Like, does, does Chicago, the area that they're in, do they prosecute these things? Now, I think down the road, you know, whoever has the pool, and if you say he wins, and say he wins the whole deal, then I can see someone federally getting upset and using that to their advantage. But Because well, even on a state level in Chicago, in Illinois, uh, recreational marijuana is predominantly criminalized. It's been partially decriminalized. Uh, medicinal marijuana is legal but this guy's flat out saying no this is for recreation and i, I like doing it and i'm going to keep on doing it <clears throat> so i got admirers chutzpah for running for a congressional seat unapologetically you know you know exactly where you're getting well, I think with this you always guy. have those in the races like there's always one guy who knows he isn't going to win but he's just doing it to either like kinky freeman and stuff like that mm -hmm. and like, you know, he's going for it, but unfortunately he can't use his real name or the nickname he has on the ballot, so no one really knows who he is. But, I mean, in the end, the law is the law, and unfortunately, depending on who's enforcing the law, like, you, like probably the most recent story I found that it kind of sucks is this one man was caught with a bunch of marijuana, but unfortunately for him, a lot of that marijuana was made into butter. So when they weigh it, because when they do prosecutions, they weigh it. And so since it was in butter, they weighed the butter. So you can imagine, and, they, and you know, the police aren't going to go into the fine details of it. So basically, the butter put him over the limit of distributing. So he's going to, like, jail jail for a long time. He needs a good lawyer to point out the marijuana content in the well, butter. Well, I know, but, like, the idea of it, and like I said, it's just kind of whoever's following the law and doing what they can do. And 
That's just the way it's going to be. Well, there are. <clears throat> here's the thing: there are there is civil disobedience. This guy, like I said, I admire. I don't agree with him, but I admire the, his his chutzpah, his, his you know going out there and doing it. I don't think he should win, but it definitely gets the uh, uh, conversation going. It's like I've always wondered on, on talk shows when you see well, the the actors saying, "Oh yeah, I was so high on cocaine back then." Why are there not cops waiting outside the studio? Say, okay, you just admitted to felony possession. You're going to jail for the next 12 years. I've never understood that. Where you know, especially in the entertainment industry, they've just, oh yeah, I was I was stoned for the whole time, or I did the stunt on heroin, and they can confess it to millions of people and never get. I don't know the legality behind that. If you can actually. Bust someone well, for that. Well, it's similar to the Jim Carrey story where his girlfriend killed herself. And if you didn't know this, I mean, like, this happened within the last five years. She apparently committed suicide or died from an overdose. And they're trying to blame Jim Carrey because she received the drugs, started the habit through him. So and it was like one of those things. Like, how do you? When is it? Who gets in trouble for that? And, well, Whitney Houston. I've never been a fan, but I believe. Her hubby uh, yeah, really well, enabled I mean, like, that. But one thing that's interesting to go back on your congressperson running for Congress doing that, you know, if anything, I, I respect that in a sense of we kind of know where he stands and what he's going to be doing in his job. I think a lot of the issues from the past 30, 40 years is you get so disconnected with who's running. They're either saying the most standard rate card kind of thing where it's like, here are my bullet points. I'm Republican. I'm and, honest, conservative, and traditional. And, and, I, and I think that's interesting in today's in today's focus of politics, where you had a Donald Trump who is unconventional, unconventional. Sorry, and then you didn't. And what's what's amazing? I think there was a report that came out that's saying that he's what he's accomplished of what he said and what he hasn't, and something pretty ridiculous where he's fulfilled a lot of his oh i think presidentially he's and you can't argue that the percentage even of campaign the promises hate, yeah the stuff you hate and, and i think that's important as a new politician tomorrow's politician needs to have a platform where you can be held accountable because what's happening long term is you're going to earn the respect of people going okay i know who that guy that's the guy who fought for whatever and like he actually did something about it instead of he kind of took went, a chance on getting arrested. he went yeah he went all the way up and down oh i'm on the you know i'm on this committee now who cares what's that committee even do we don't even know the public doesn't even know what you're doing and and i think that's important to as a future politician to have some type of impact on their communities you know have that re- have that representation he spoke, spoke a joint on a commercial <laughs> at least you know where he stands on that but uh but I think that's kind of the hard because the old school politicians don't really know what to do because they want to be the normal. I'm going to look at a teleprompter. I got to keep it all corrected. I can't. I can't slip up. I have to give the same bullet points. I am honest. I am yeah. dedicated. It's like on. Well, that's a why job a lot of our local politicians, you know, because early voting is still going on. That you know, when you go to a Republican, when they're all Republicans running against each other, it's like, how do I tell the difference between y'all when it comes down to what really impacts us? In the future, instead of going, we all know you don't like abortion. We all know you don't like, you know, you like gun control. Like, there's, there's, I don't understand how to make yourself different from the next person. And you got to come up with something. A long time ago, when I was uh, job hunting, uh, I, you know, you get asked the same questions each time. What are your greatest strengths? Oh, my adaptability to, to handle any weird curveball that comes my way. And then they ask, what's your greatest weakness? And I say, cheesecake. And they'll go, what? It's like because. 
I'm supposed to say I work too hard or I'm too caring or I put work before family. It's it's all BS answers. You know, my greatest my greatest weakness is that you put cheesecake in front of it, I will eat it. In front of me, I will eat it. It's I'm not going to give you some stock answer to just to fill in the the, the quota. My my weakness is I'm human. So you know, and it stands out. It's actually gotten me a couple of jobs where uh, they're like, well, it's original, and it's not the same one over and over and over again. Hey, do you know what? Uh, we we're talking technology earlier. I know we're about to bring down the show, but you know who's the next the next place to get four G wireless technology? Uh, the moon. The moon. How did you know that, Dick? Holy cow! Someone told me. It's like me. CNN fed you the answers. <laughs> That's right. They uh, this German space company called PT Scientists is in 2019 sending up a uh, payload to the moon, including a transmission a, a technology packet weighing about as uh, weighing about as much as a sugar packet of 4g technology and that way they're going to get they can get information from the apollo 17 uh, rover that was left behind as well as planning for any future landings on the moon because you know china's been talking about establishing a moon base and here's the thing if china starts one for realsies america will be 14 minutes behind oh you think so oh absolutely it'll be a whole new space race and in, instead of the Russians or the Soviets, it'll be the Chinese. Chinese would be the biggest threat to space. You know, and Americans just won't let that happen. I, I would look forward to that. I, I hope with everything, China sends up uh, a payload for moon base because that'll get America, that'll get the Orion program off and running very fast. I mean, I think the fact that we're not using this Russia angle to our advantage, I don't understand. Just make it up. Be like, oh, they're building something. We need to start building something too. <laughs> It doesn't fit the narrative. But we got to close the show today. Okay. It is the end. It is the end, sadly. And we want to say a special thanks to you, the listener, and also our sponsors. We got Conroe Coffee, Clean Tube Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. It is Wednesday, folks. We got a lineup IRLoneStar.com. We do have uh, a live talk show today. Justice is Blonde at 2 p.m. with Andrea Kolsky. Jake will be a replay. Uh, outside that, if you're just now tuning in, this is Morning's Lone Star. We'll be back tomorrow morning on Thursday, 9 a.m. to 11. We podcast every episode on iTunes and Google Play and also IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. Uh, you always feel free to call in and leave a message, 936-647-3776. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream. And on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.